so I'm on the line to uh, Dave Menachetti of YNT, uh, 11 a.m. in California there, 7, 7 p.m. here in, in the UK. Dave, how are we today? I'm doing well, thanks. First, first interview of the day or have you... First interview of the day. <laughs> Sorry. Other, other than my wife asking me questions. <laughs> so, Dave, it's the 40th anniversary of Y&T this year. Thinking back 40 years ago, did you think that you would still be here doing interviews and talking about Y&T? I have not a clue. <laughs> You know, the, the, when when we first started, and actually even still to today, to some degree, um, we just took things as it came, and we would think maybe out in advance as, as far as a year at the most, but usually just a couple of weeks or a couple of months. Like, oh man, I hope this is going to happen. You know, ne- never never beyond a year, that's for sure. So okay. it, it's it's not in our personalities to have thought you know even ten years in advance, let alone forty. <laughs> I mean, can you think back to to when the, the sort of the moment, maybe when the, when the first major record contract came up or something like that? How how you felt as a band? Yeah, I mean, it, it was just we were we were in a cloud of sorts, you know. I mean, it, it was all happening so very quickly for us at that time. Mm-hmm. We got together, and 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 when we first started writing, you know, original material, we were already starting to get a a decent following in the in the Bay Area because of the way that we handled ourselves, and uh-huh. and uh, it, it just kind of all seemed to have snowballed within about a year to two years, and uh, and so yeah, we were we were all just kind of shocked and and on cloud nine and, and, and at the same time we were working really hard. So it, it, it just all seemed like a natural progression, you know, albeit a, a bit faster than I think we all thought it was going to happen at the time. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, did you, did you expect it to, cause you, it kind of did escalate quite quickly, didn't it? And, and, you know, you, you think back to the black tiger era and stuff like that. I mean, you 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 went from nowhere. Well, certainly in the UK, anyways, it seemed to be like, oh, all of a sudden, wow, you know, here's Y and T, and you had some great success there and stuff, and doing Donington and things like that. And that was that was it's interesting because um, you know here here we have you know so many years under our belt, and uh, and some of the years have, had gone by and, and seemed to just chug along very slowly, and and nothing seemed to to to, to be going on, and and in other years it just seems like everything's just exploding. Yeah. So I think that's just going to be how it is in most people's career, unless you're you know just a superstar and you're just on ten the whole time. But um, for us, it, you know, by the time we had hit Black Tiger and, and things were really taking off, um, there. There were at least a couple of years in, you know, before that mm-hmm. where we felt lost and we, we weren't sure what was going to happen with the band. And when we very first got our, 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 when we had our very first record out in 1976, um, it was basically going really good. And then, and then 77, we're working on the next record and the record company said they're not going to do any more rock and roll so it was dead before our album even got released and and then we didn't have a record company after that and and we were literally in, in no man's land for like two years touring all the time but yeah. but 
really with no idea of what we were going to get, you know, when we were going to finally get another record deal and what, when it was going to happen for us. And, you know, so it was, it was, you know, there were a lot of ups and downs before we even got to Black Tiger. Um, it, it wasn't as, as simple as sort of, you know, one record company, then another, and, then and, and it's all just, you know, yeah. like a, like a momentum. It, it, in fact, the momentum dropped drastically for a couple of years and we were freaked out there for a bit, right. you know. So. And was there a point in that, at that time then, was there any point when you thought, I think we might have to go and flip burgers here or, you know. <laughs> well, you know, I was, I was absolutely, we were all sort of, you know, I guess you could say, they may be ignorant, but not ignorant. I think that's how you have to be when, when you're trying to make it as a musician, that you just, you know, even when it seems like the logical thing is, maybe you should go a different way and do yeah. something else. Uh, in inside, you're like, no, this is this is all I want to do, and even if I'm broke, I'm I'm just going to go forward no matter what happens, you know. Yeah. And uh, thankfully, uh, you know, a lot of us could live with our parents at the time when we didn't have any money, and we yeah. were, you know, people thought we were huge rock stars, and they expected us to be driving around and in our Mercedes and so on and so forth. And, you know, we were making less money than, than a guy that had a paper route. So you know, <laughs> it was, it just was what it was. And, and, uh, and we were just bound to determine we were not going to quit. We were just going to make it through the bad time and we were going to come out okay at the other end. And of course we did at the end of the day, but yeah. you know, that, that's very hard to, to see when you're, you know, 20 years old and, uh, or 22 or whatever, and all your friends are sort of started their lives and, and, uh, and, and you're sort of mired in who knows what's going to happen next, you know? Yeah. Okay. So let's shoot forward. We're, we're on the eve of, of the European tour. You're coming over in two weeks or something like that now, aren't you? Starting, in fact, next week, something like that, isn't it? You're, you're coming over to Europe yeah, to start. Yeah. I, I leave in a, a little over a week. Yeah. A yeah. week from tomorrow, I leave. Yeah. Yeah. So, looking forward to it, obviously. You, you enjoy Europe and all it has to offer. Oh, of course we do. Yeah. I mean, I, I can honestly say that we, we still smile when we see each other at the airport when, when we know we're going to go out and, and work for two straight months and, yeah. and, and travel from country to country. I mean, it's a lot of work, but, you know, it, it's, it's always been a great thing for us. And uh, thankfully, uh, the, the fans have been there for us. And I'll tell you, it's a, it's 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 made for a lovely life. I, I, I'm not complaining. <laughs> no, is there any places this time that you you aren't able to visit that you would like to be? I'm I'm thinking like in Eastern Europe and stuff like that at the minute, with everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, our our guitar tech is a German fellow, and and he does a lot of these festivals. In, in Eastern Europe and, and keeps saying, oh, you guys have got to come over here. This is, this is, this is, you know, you do so well over here and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And, and it's just been, you know, like pulling teeth to try to, to, to try to get some, some gigs over there. I mean, we, we played in Prague a couple of times and, you know, and it's, and it's been a disaster with the wrong promoters and the, you know, the wrong venues and, you know, hardly anybody's showing up and we're right. like, wow, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then, and then we go a couple of hundred miles west of there and and that we sell it out you know so it's it's just a strange thing and uh you know eventually we'll probably play a little bit more over there than we them but uh you know at this point sure we'd love to be over there playing as well for those people but uh just have not found the right inlet yet for that right and and where i mean we know you love newcastle of course dave but uh where in, in europe 
do you have some favorite cities? I mean, you know, obviously they're all good, but is there some places because of, yeah. you know, whatever architecture and stuff like that you love in particular? Well, I mean, architecture. Uh, <laughs> I just threw that, that in. It doesn't have to be because of architecture. No, 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 that's okay. But, but, but that's funny that you say that because, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that I actually enjoy. Um, you know, I, I think that you, you can turn out getting to be a bit, um, where, ah, yeah, okay, all right. Well, you know, I've seen that before. You know, I mean, you, you can, you can do that sometimes just because the road ends up, you know, being kind of brutal on you at times. Yeah. But yeah. I, I never really quite get to that point. I, I still, when I see things that I just don't see in San Francisco Bay Area, yeah. uh, it, it still amazes me. So, so yes, there are some, some places that we go where the architecture is just so amazing that, uh, you know, that that is to me a win even before we we get on yeah, stage. But yeah. but as far as the the actual audiences go, and uh, you know, I, I would have said that Newcastle, of course, has always been one of our favorites and continues to be. Mm-hmm. Nottingham as well. Uh, those are two strongholds for us that that we feel that the crowds are just especially loud and especially come out for us. Yeah. Um, you know, outside of the UK. Uh, you know, there's there's other there's tons of other places. We we really be, you know got the, our biggest stronghold and our quickest stronghold probably went you know back in the day in the UK and uh, in the Netherlands. The Netherlands really took off for us almost immediately. Right. Uh, they 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 glommed on to the Earthshaker record and and uh, and it was in the top ten records of the of, of the year and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, we always love playing there, but. You know, it's it's all great. Spain is great. Uh, you know, Germany's great. And you know, Scandinavia. I I could go on. So <laughs> it, 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 you know, you know what I mean. It, yeah, yeah. it, it makes yeah. it really everywhere has its. Just, yeah. Yeah. And of course, you're a wine connoisseur. So, any any places that in particular you like for their their wine. Well, you know, let, let's put it this way: our our tour this year starts in Rome, so I'm not going to complain about the food or the wine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think Italy's got some pretty good wine. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, so, set wise, do you, do you pick a different set every few nights, or do you chop it and change it, or are you going to have a set a set set to um, you know? Like, set, set, yeah. No, I know exactly. Uh, you know what? This, this is the biggest, this is the biggest, uh, headache for us. And, and not from the standpoint that, you know, we don't want to do any of these yeah. things. Just that we hate making set lists now because it's so difficult. We, yeah, we, we give ourselves plenty of time because we play two hours plus every yeah. night. Yeah. So that you would think, you know, oh, you got a lot of choices every night. But, yeah. you know, when you look at the set list and you start thinking about stuff that you can eliminate, you realize that there's, you know, maybe 10 or more songs that you know the fans are going to want to hear every night. It yeah. doesn't matter how many times we play there, how many years in a row, you know, they're going to want to hear it. You know, sure, they want to hear Mean Street, they want to hear Forever, they want to hear I Believe in You, so on and so forth. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you get limited now to maybe eight slots that you can switch things off, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but this time, I've got to tell you, um, we're really going for it this time. I, I, I really got on the guys and, and, and said, look, we got we got to really get even more songs in our catalog ready to play at any given point. I mean, we already have probably 30 or, or so that we all know tight enough, you know, where if somebody screams it out in the audience and it's not in the set list, we'll go, hey, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. But 
this time we're we're really going to give the fans a, a cool performance of, of some different material in there, along with you know obviously the favorites. But uh, we have something like ten songs we're working on right now right. to 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 be ready to go for this tour. That I would say probably eight of them we've never played before as a band, and maybe the others we just haven't played very often, right. or it's been maybe twenty years since we played them in the set. And we know that some of the people have been calling out for some of these songs over the years, so I'm hopeful that uh, it doesn't end up being a dud. <laughs> and, and people go, why the hell did they play those songs? You know? <laughs> Never heard it before. But I'm actually hoping it'll be the opposite, and they'll go, wow, that was cool. I'm sure they will. But they were never going to pull that out, you know, and, yeah. and how good it sounds live. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So. And, and is there any plans to record uh, while you're out live? For a new live album, or uh, do you do anything? You know what? We we're we're going to be recording probably um, most of the performances at the board. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're going to have a new uh, a new sound man that's going to be doing about three quarters of our European tour, and then our normal sound man will take over in the UK. Right. But uh, and 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 this new sound man has got this thing where. He just makes sure to record every single night, every every track, right. and and you know, of course, he just mixes it right there on the spot, yeah. just down to to a stereo mix. But uh, he's you know, and I told him, I go, you know, I, I hate board mixes in general because they tend to sound so dry and so terrible because you don't get the room yeah. and, and and you don't get the uh, the natural ambience of what's happening. You know. Yeah. You, you've got this direct signal that's dry and, and yeah. it usually sounds terrible. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, you don't know my board mixes. You'll find out. And, and sure enough, when he mixed us uh, last month, he, he uh, at soundcheck the next day for the next gig, he goes, check this out. And I was going, hey, that sounds great. What's that from? He goes, board mix last night. <laughs> Fantastic. So, so yeah, I, I think we might have uh, you know something we could work with at some point out of out of some of these mixes that he'll he'll have in this upcoming tour. Excellent, excellent. Now, obviously, I mean, the forty years of touring. What have some of your highlights been over the last forty years? Wow. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. There, there's so many of them. Yeah, so. obviously there will be, but pick your yeah, top three. And, and of course, we, we got we've got plenty of lowlights too. So. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I won't think about those. No, no, let's uh, skip past I, those. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to sound like a broken record when I say this, but it, it's still true to this day. And if if anybody asks me this, even when I'm 90 years old, I'm going to tell them <laughs> that uh, one of the highlights of my time in this band was when we were asked by ACDC to tour with them in 82. Uh, to me, that was like, wow, we get to play with one of the one of the greatest rock bands of all time and be the sole opening act for them uh, yeah. for two straight months in a row. Yeah. Uh, how, how cool could that be? And, and in an area that we were just breaking into. So, yeah. so it was a double whammy for us. It was like, finally, we get to play these places we've never played before, which is Europe, number one. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and then the second go around in the UK, all in the same year. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, and still to this day, you know, the fans come up to us in the UK and, and in Europe and go, First time I saw you was with DC. Supporting, yeah, ACDC. yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people, yeah, so, yeah, but even my wife said, oh, yeah, I saw them supporting ACDC at the City Hall. And I was like, oh, yeah, exactly. I didn't, so, <laughs> sadly. Uh, you didn't, huh? I didn't, no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, the first time I saw you was at Donington, so, uh, 
there you oh, go. Right. Which was a yeah. great weekend, or you know. So. Yeah, that was, that was cool. That was very cool. Yeah, and, and probably one of the better Donningtons as far as uh, the lineup that they had. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eighty, eighty-two to eighty-four. They were the the prime years of Donington for me. I think, definitely. Right. So, right. so any other other things apart one. from that? I, 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 I'm shortchanging you because you asked for a couple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let me think. Uh, you know, honestly, when when my wife took over as manager in uh, ten years ago, uh-huh. um, that was what I thought was going to be a hell thing. And, and, and I was really, um, not, not so sure that I wanted her to be manager, <laughs> but the band wanted her to do it. And, and I knew that she was capable, but at the end of the day, that was probably another major jump for us because, uh, she took what was previously our manager for 25 years who had just sort of, you know, just let it lay there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and while while the rest of us in the band were like, come on, we want to get back to the way we used to be, you know, and yeah. and tour all the time. And finally, she took over, and she did exactly that. She got us back. She went, we went from playing ten to twenty shows a year to seventy shows a year. So <laughs> uh, ever since she's taken over, we have uh, finally gotten back to what we always wanted to do that that we had not been doing since like the late eighties. And, uh, and I, and I have to give it to her that, uh, you know, she's working my tail off, which is great. Well, she's not going to shortchange you, is she? (laughs) It's to be hoped anyways. (laughs) You know, I, I fortunately married and unfortunately married uh, what we call call a workaholic. Uh, if she wasn't doing this, she'd be doing something else and working at 12 hours a day, every day of the week. So it's just, it's her, it's her nature. And, uh, luckily I've got her on my side. And she does, she does a great job. Indeed she does. Excellent. Okay. So just a few questions about yourself, really. Um, will there be any more solo albums from you? Yes, I, I can say that that is absolutely what I'm going for. Now, I'm the worst person when it comes to finally getting around to things. <laughs> Sometimes it just it takes a real boot in the butt for me to to to, to finally get started on something. But uh, I, I do have about fifty percent of of the next solo record written right. uh, in some form or another on my computer, either uh, multi-tracked or just the idea and I know how to, you know, cut it really quickly mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So yes, I mean, I, I absolutely would love to because that, that material is just dying to be played again and, uh, and, and to have more of it right. out there and to go out and finally do something, um, that I've not done for years would be, would be a fantastic thing. And I'm, it, I'm, I'm looking forward it, to doing that. And yeah. it would be more so, again, obviously blues based sort of playing and stuff, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I, I loosely blues, blues-based. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the first one was probably, had a few more songs in there that you could, that you could categorize in the blues category than the second uh, solo CD did. I think the second one was, was more rock. It's funny because when I did the first record, I didn't have a band. I just brought different musicians into my studio mm-hmm. to record the, the tracks. Mm-hmm. And then finally, when it was all done, I'm like, well, now I need to put a band together. I did, and I got a bunch of guys that are 
that play blues in so many other bands and play jazz and play all these different styles of music. Yeah. And so they get in there with me and we start doing these these uh, these venues these venues which were just local venues just just yeah. playing in in California for the most part and and they're getting all excited about the fact that you know I've got rock fans that are coming to right. our show right and and they always wanted to play rock and roll <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> it's kind of a strange thing it's like i'm trying to do this blues rock thing but they want to play like, they, they want to let their hair down so when we got together to write for the next record, you know, I was still going in the bluesier direction and they were pushing it towards the rock thing. So it was kind of, it was, it was exactly the opposite of what you would expect. So, uh, at the end of the day, it was probably more a little more rock than everything else. But right. yeah, I think, I think this, the, the next one will be uh, uh, somewhat like the first one where it will be right. maybe, you know, a little bit more blues oriented, but, right. uh, uh, yeah, that's that, at least that's the, what the first tunes that I've come up with so far okay. are like. And I, I read on uh, the fan forum thing that in an interview that you'd done um, that you were saying that possibly the only way that you would ever get it out is if the Meniketti band support Y and T. Right. Will, will that happen? Do you think? Or? Well, I actually discussed that with the guys yeah. about three months ago, yeah. and uh, it was just a just a fleeting thought on my part, and I yeah. and and you know. Because I know that there are a ton of people out there that would like to at least hear me put that down live and see what 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 kind of differences there are, you know, sure. in, in my playing and yeah. in and just just hearing the songs because they like the songs. And I just thought, you know, maybe that maybe that's going to be my way to do it because you know Jill's booking Y and T so so thoroughly that there's not a whole lot of time yeah. in between to, to to take moments to do these other things. So. Yeah. Um, I will say that as soon as I said it, I also thought to myself, I'm playing two plus hours a night with wine tea. <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes we play five shows in a row without yeah. a break. Yeah. Uh, you know, am I going to be able to handle playing another 30 or 40 minutes doing other material on top yeah. of that? You know, yeah, that's, a, that's a hard, that's all? a hard rigor <laughs> and two and a half hours with a Les Paul strap around your neck. I mean, that's, that's quite yeah. some going, isn't it? Yeah, it is, you know, and uh, that thing seems to get heavier every <laughs> now. <laughs> you haven't started chambering it a bit and making it a little lighter. Yeah, well, believe me, I've got a couple of guitars that I'm going back to the manufacturers and I'm and I'm going to be telling them, hey, would you mind taking about a pound and a half out of this thing? <laughs> Let, let's hope it sounds as good at the end of the day, but I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm sure it will. It's all in the fingers, isn't it? Let's face it, you could... You could strap yeah. on any guitar and you're going to sound like Dave Menachetti at the end of the day. Well, certainly, certainly. Maybe a thinner Dave Menachetti, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> depending on how much wood they take out. <laughs> um, but to be honest with you, I, I think that it's very possible that if I can get the guys to learn enough of my solo stuff, that at any given moment, we may just try it. And I may just come out right. in advance of INT and go... Hope you don't mind, but we're going to play 30 minutes or so of, of my solo stuff, you know, and then back and start the Y&T set. <laughs> Q, uh, it's time for Jazz Odyssey now. And <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could, you, I mean, you've written some fantastic riffs in your life. If there was one rock riff that you could have put your name to that you haven't written, what would it be? Oh, I'll tell you. 
smoke on the water. Had <laughs> <laughs> to be. Every, every new guitar player that ever picked yeah. up a guitar, swear to God, that's the first riff they learn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so think of the royalties rolling in off that one as you, yeah, no every time it gets played. My yeah. God, everybody knows that riff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but do they play it properly, Dave? That's the question. Yeah, no, not really. Yeah, <laughs> if you play it properly, you're supposed to use your fingers and not a pick. That's right. <laughs> and, and middle two strings and all that sort of thing. And, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Ali, I, I just realized something, that after all these years of talking to you, yeah. that your voice is almost the same as one of my best friends, with, which is Jonathan, who lives very close to you. Yes, he does. He, he, he lives in York, just in Yorkshire, a little bit further south, but yeah, yeah. Yes, we were yeah, talking together you know last week. Now, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's, let's give him a plug. Jonathan Collins. Okay, Jonathan Collins. Yeah, that's a JC, as he's known to his friends on the Roots Rock Riot show. And uh, he's a keen follower of local music and a lovely lad, yes. And he, yeah, in fact, we were just texting back and forth uh, right as you called. He was asking me about something else. And uh, and he said, something, He said, uh, well, of course, he's, he's laughing now, but he says... Uh, <laughs> Ask him about how's how's Norman, and, and uh, I was supposed to ask him how's Norman, and he laughed, and I don't know what that's about. So Norman, excuse me if I. Norman is bad. the uh, the uh, imaginary dog that people take for a walk when I put some of the more extreme metal stuff on that we uh, put on the show now and again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I quite like you know I like everything from Hank Williams to Slipknot and Carcass basically. I'll I'll yeah. put everything on, yeah. and uh, so when we have the heavier stuff like Suicide Silence or something like that, or Exodus was the last one we put on. There's calls from the the fans to where's Norman? Time to take Norman <laughs> out. You see, so there you go. That's what Norman's all about. <laughs> right, gotcha. That's great. <laughs> Dave, it's been wonderful to talk to you again and uh, catch up with you and see how things are going. Um, exactly. Have a great tour. Unfortunately, not going to catch you again because of my gigging commitments, but there you go. If I can get out of them, I will, and we'll, we'll come and see you somewhere. But You know what? I'll settle for just having great phone conversations with you. <laughs> oh, <who? laughs> yeah, that sounded a bit erotic. Yes. Sorry about that. I'll, put my, I'll put my phone voice on and play Misty for you, Dave. <laughs> oh, where's Norman? Okay, <laughs> Dave, absolute pleasure to talk to you as ever. Thanks very much again, mate. And say hi to Jill. And, uh, I shall. Look forward to talking to you soon again. Yes, absolutely, Dave. Take care, mate. All right. Thanks again. All right. You All right. Cheers now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.